Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Seth. And this is Never TMI. We talk about real things. Nothing is ever off limits. Well, welcome back. I know. It's another episode. Yes. Happy week after Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas to everyone. And happy new year coming up. We I know. apologize because we you know we're still new in the game here and yeah we uh, didn't really give you guys a warning that there wouldn't be an episode last week but yes where it was so close to christmas you know we kind of figured everybody was busy anyway but we just took the time to be with our family and prep for the weekend and we hope you guys had a wonderful holiday mm-hmm. so yeah we'll try to do a better job of if there's a week we're gonna take off for yeah holiday or you know, we'll let you know something. Yeah, we'll let you know. So okay, um, I'm excited for the topic today because where we are heading too. into the new year, mm-hmm. we are going to be talking about our 2022 list of regrets that we do have. I mean, we're both not like regret people. It's like every experience we've right. had in life, we firmly believe like you know, yada yada the whole thing, like at all. Brought us to where we are today and stuff, but there's definitely things we would have done differently had lessons we known better. Learned. Yeah. yeah, lessons learned. So hindsight being twenty twenty, these are things that we would have totally done differently. Yeah, we would have done differently, and it's good, I think, just to reflect too. It was a good exercise for us to reflect on the year to think about like what are mm-hmm. some things that really we didn't know going into it, but yeah. looking back, we would like to change and maybe mm-hmm. not make those same mistakes. And like Jackie's saying, you know, when I was in college, our uh, team motto was no regrets. So it's almost like I can never, if you ever said like, oh, I regret something in college, you would get like jumped. But Mm. you, uh, (laughs) so it's like, and that's something I've learned a lot this last year, the concept of failure. Like if you learn something from trying and not succeeding, is that really failure? And so that's, we're, uh. We're, we don't regret the things that we did necessarily, but there are definitely some things that we have learned and can take learned. away and will turn into maybe we'll do over. Yes. <laughs> and then hopefully, you know, I mean, I don't know. I love, even looking back on this year, I love learning. I, I'm, I, it's, I think it's just my personality. I think I'm very open to like, you know, learning growth constructive criticism from people who actually know me and love me like I really (laughs) care I really care about I'm like no I don't want to be that person that looks like cringy and I'm doing something that everybody's like whoa Jackie I'm like no tell me like I want if I can (laughs) like grow and learn from it like please let me know so I can be better like it's just I think it's a healthy mindset to have um and so I love like looking back, I'm never, we both definitely don't have like a negative, you know, I'd say looking back on the year, we're not like, oh my gosh, like it's not like a drag and we're so disappointed and all that kind of stuff. Like we definitely are like, okay, like I, I feel like we have a, a healthy, positive mindset. And then I don't know, I get excited to be able to make talk changes. to our kids one day and yeah, make changes oh, yeah. and like. Hopefully it turns into wisdom, you know, like you make mm-hmm. mistakes and you learn from them and it is what it is. So, and that's what we, you know, that's kind of why we're doing this episode again, closing out 2022, 
going into 2023, hopefully you guys can pick up something that maybe is like, oh, we've, we're in that boat, we've been in that boat, and just, you know, a different perspective, or if you can learn from our mistakes, that would make us very happy. Well, so you, you guys can laugh at us same. because <laughs> yeah. we, we sure made some. But so. let's get started. All right, so <clears throat> first mistake of last year we made <laughs> uh, in January, February, March. So the month of March. The we, entire month. We planned a vacation to, uh, we went back to Coronado. Coronado, California. California uh, in San Diego. And Mm -hmm. that's where Jackie and I uh, lived when we first got married. And so we took just a month to go back. And the goal was to like live life in a different Mm -hmm. place. Because at the time we were still with her parents. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of always in this like, are we moving? Are we not moving? Mm -hmm. So why don't we just pick up and go somewhere and uh march we went there for the month of march which it was a great trip we made a lot of great memories and just going back to that like coronado will forever have just a special place in our hearts but it was the downside is you know we're in we're like the third month of the year so january you know you you come out strong you Mm -hmm. have your goals it's like this is what I want to accomplish. January, February, I felt like we were doing a good job all around, just spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. Like Financially. We were, yeah, we were like on a good track, and it was just like... A it was like a whole month out of the year that kind of set us back in every single way. And it just completely stopped like any momentum that we had to for us to then pick up and like semi-relocate for you know just a short time and it it was like a rough time i th- you had seth had was like literally down for the count this was where the idea even came up when he got covid oh, that's for right. literally three weeks like this was seth's idea so you guys know i was not about to let go of it so he was like <laughs> we gotta take a trip and i was like those words have never come out of his mouth let me plan the whole thing and we, I, it just turned into like this big, like we need to get away between him being super sick. And he was like, he was like hanging on by a thread. He was very, very, very sick. He got pneumonia, like couldn't walk. It, it, he was, it was terrible. Um, so I think, yeah, between that, like with my parents, we were like, we got to go. But it, it was like, I mean, sorry, mom, but like we drank way too much. Not like. <laughs> not like consumption wise it was just like literally almost every day we were like let's get a six pack let like we were just chilling and our kids had the best time um it was like kennedy's first time at like the actual beach so like she was living it up we had like kind of you know very minimal responsibility seth was still like he works from home so he was still able to work from there um but, but- like yeah. It just I think we just it was like out of everything for an entire month and then financially it just put us in such a pit because not only was it a hefty penny Coronado is like the most expensive little plot island in San Diego. I feel like you can't find a home there that's under like $800,000 and these homes are tiny. Um but like not only was it so expensive to even get the Airbnb, but 
being there, it was like food, eating out, like any experience we wanted to do. Um, it just cost so much money. And that just really set us back for the year. Just It was a tough way to start the year, even though it was literally the best trip ever. And we had you know, planned for it. <laughs> Somewhat, the, yeah. You know, we just didn't really think about the aftermath of then, you know. Coming and, home. And because a lot of, you know, what Jackie does is commission-based. So it's like we don't yeah. really know what's going to come in the future. And so it, it was just one of those things that really made it kind of hard to bounce back given the circumstance and then the following. I think we could, yeah, we could have done like a week, a week or two tops. And I think we were ready to. Yeah, a, a month was even almost probably, too, it was too It long. was, it was like, like we were ready. I think two weeks, you know, three weeks max would have mm. been great, but to go for a whole month and like what Jackie was saying, you know, we were still able to, to work. It wasn't completely unproductive. And no. Like, I, any work that I would have to do, I brought it and got it done. And, and it was almost, it was like a charge for me to get things done even ahead of time, mm-hmm. knowing that I was going to go, you know, on a, a longer vacation. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you understand that as well, but it was just really the, the biggest thing. It was, it was a momentum stopper and something I've learned this year. Um, I listen to John Maxwell and I, I really enjoy him, but he talks about the big Mo a lot and he's like the, one of his sayings is the best time to go on vacation is when you have nothing to do or like or when your momentum is stopped naturally so he's like as much as you can do to keep the momentum train going like feed it feed the engine like mm-hmm. let it roll because it's like the law of gravity at some point it's momentum stop. will stop or it'll slow down because you down need it to and th- and that's just kind of the nature, the nature of it. But like, the it, it was like by us taking that trip, we were intentionally stopping, stopping the, the train of momentum, mm. and that was a, a good one, a big kicker for us. That kind of really kind of adjusted the course of the rest of the year. You know, I think financially and even work related, those are probably the two areas. And well, I would say too, it affected the most physically. Like the last and thing I'll f- yes, say about absolutely. it before we move on was like physically. I think we had goals to like work out every day. Be and and we were active, as in we're like walking with our kids, we're going to the beach, we're like out. We did things, but like we, it's so unrealistic to go to California to this place you used to live. You want to go to all the restaurants. You want to. You know, it, it's like, okay, I'm not going to get a salad at my favorite restaurant. So, like, I think just, I don't know, that yeah. that definitely was. Uh, and then the drinking, you just, you literally, we were on vacation, essentially, and that's what it felt like. So, I feel like physically, we definitely set ourselves back. I'm sure I gained, like, 10, 15 pounds <laughs> just, like, eating whatever we wanted to and um, it was such a fun trip, but looking back, we totally should have either shortened it, planned way better, and we learned a lot. And now, you know, we're planning our vacations for the, f- like, 2023, and I think um, saving for them in advance, budgeting for them in advance, and trying to... Strategically plan them yeah, from a time standpoint, too. Like, yeah. So it's like... You know, 
at least for us, Not Christmas. Being so impulsive. Yeah, like Christmas is a is a downtime, you know, or even really the month of December mm-hmm. has typically been more of a downtime. Not to say that it will forever be, but mm-hmm. you know, knowing kind of your schedules and you know when work might be slow or something like being strategic in that, and then also not planning something so monstrous as to just yeah. like we were like oh we should go on another trip but we i don't think we would ever do like not i mean we'll never say never but a month was just a lot and so we're kind of like okay mm-hmm. i think like a week and a half tops if we're doing like something big and then you can like splurge a little bit more and you're not so worried about like you yeah. know and i think you know it comes down to there's a, a way to do it but if you have the systems in place to be able to do that then by all means yeah, know, we just weren't prepared. We just weren't prepared for it, so. That was a little long-winded, but we'll yeah. move on to <laughs> That was a big two. lesson learned for that us. That was a big one. That was a big one. Um, the second thing we had here, and these are in no no order mm-hmm. particular, so kind of keep us on our toes here. Financially, and this, I guess, goes into the first one, but financially, you know, I would say that this past year was a heavy spending year for us. Yeah. And it really even took me... a a minute to realize that like sometimes there are seasons that are more heavy spending seasons as opposed to heavy saving seasons. Yes. Which is natural. Yeah. And so this was a heavy spending season for us, but I think the lesson that we learned is yes, there were some requirements of it. So we moved, you know, that was a big expense for us. Um, but like we, we chose, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah. And that's what I was going to get. we, we moved because we, you know, it was time for us to move, and that was a heavy expense. But then yeah. we also chose, you know, things like experiences. We we prioritize experience Travel, over, food. you know, frugal saving stuff like that. Yeah, and not that that's always a bad thing, but the balance of it, I think, is the lesson mm-hmm. that we've learned. Is yeah, you know, we, you know, at the end of the year, it's like, what do you have to show for? All it's definitely one of the year like it where we look back and we're like where did all of our money go and i think if we like put it all on paper you're always sacrificing something so we really prioritize which is okay like i can't stress enough that like if if you're in a position and you're able to like within your means spend like if that's what you want to do and if that's what you and your family feel good with, then that's fine. But like there's going to be a sacrifice to something. And just like if we, you know, spent this whole year saving, 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 there's going to be, we, we may have sacrificed experience and, um, you know, cool memories and whatever. So this year we just... I, it's hard to say like we regret, but I definitely look back and I'm like, I wish we would have prior balanced it out a little bit more and would have prioritized saving more. Like we still have some debt. We still have things that we like would, you know, I'm pregnant. Like we're, there's definitely things that we can like, we could have set aside for but we kind of just spent, it was like whatever came in, we kind of like allotted it to spend. And it wasn't our intention. Like we weren't, you know, mindfully doing that. But looking back, um, we just didn't prioritize like 
saving for a home, saving for anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just tighter. And then it was obviously a bit more stressful. And yeah, so I would say that that was, that's probably one of the biggest ones that we both felt in looking back. Yeah. And actually this would be another interesting topic for a podcast. Jackie and I have, we're, you know, completely opposites essentially in most areas. And so it's like our view of a lot of things are, you know, on opposite ends of the spectrum. And I guess we'll use finance as an example, but like the way that I view finances and would operate finances is more type A, like I don't need a lot. I can be frugal. And Jackie is more the generous giver experience, like let's enjoy. And so finding a balance between those two. But the topic or something that would be interesting, I think, to share is to to go through several um, maybe big things like that and explain our different viewpoints and how Mm -hmm. something I've learned, though, is just because Jackie views money in that way doesn't mean that that's wrong. Or that that that's or a that wrong I don't way. care, yeah. Right. It doesn't mean that you don't care, but it's also not a necessarily a wrong way to manage it. Like there's a healthy way for yeah. her to manage money, given her viewpoint of it and her strengths of it. And there's also there's downsides to it as well. But it it kind of goes. Um, it's like the what is it? The enneagram. It's like mm-hmm. personalities. It's like you have a main personality, and then there's kind of like. Positives and Positives negatives, and negatives. To each. And so I feel like that would be a, a good topic. That would be just, yeah. And we've, we've had conflict just a, around that because we are so different. Mm-hmm. Finances is obviously a heavy one. And we agree. I think we're on the same page. But when it comes to like our, our point of view, our perspective of it. Yeah. It, it's different. And I'm, I'm definitely just more like it's probably like one of Seth's number one stressors. And even though I'm fully aware of where we're at financially or like whatever, it's just maybe one, it's like a top five for me. Like there's other things that take like precedence over, even though I do care about it. It's just, we think about it so differently, but we, again, like there's a healthy way for him to like his view. I can look at it and be like, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Like, how can you survive thinking about money like this? But it, there's a health. It's not wrong. It's just different. So that would be a good topic. Yeah. No, that, sorry for the side note there, but we might have to. That'll Stop be one of ours so for, oh, for oh, early yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Next one. We started a lot of good habits but we didn't plan to stick with it longer than we did. And so I guess what we mean by that is, uh, I think for me, when I writing that out, I think a lot of diet and I've probably tried almost every diet under the sun. <laughs> but whenever I, whenever you should, I you're think always of like a diet, learning a about diet them. has a start and an end point. It's like, yeah. I'm going to start for a week or a month or six months but there always comes an end point and it's like <clears throat> the mindset to carry on past that is just like, it's How like, how do I transition into real life? Yeah. There's, 
the the transition is hard and yeah. so it's just like when you when you hit it or you reach the goal or whatever then it's just like freedom and yeah you know it, i probably have lost over 40 pounds this year which is but i've also crazy. probably gained <laughs> oh my gosh. about 40 pounds this year so it's like if you could just yeah, streamline yeah, your no. efforts and stay consistent with it it is like that's that's the regret i think mm-hmm. i have of it's not that i regret um, trying things or trying diets and sticking to them, but then it's the follow through. It's the consistency. That's where I, mm-hmm. I personally know, when I, you know, from this point, of what I need to improve on is I need to be more consistent. Yeah, and I think making, you know, that's something we've talked about too is making lifestyle choices, not just diet drastic choices. Yeah, not which Seth, it is just his personality, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh just which i love that you have tried so many things because i truly do think it's helped you to figure out like what your body responds well to like he's done keto he's done basically paleo he's you know fasted he's literally like i don't i mean things that aren't even a thing he's done and tried but i do think you've learned how you respond well like how you might respond poorly, what foods work with your body. Like, I feel like you've learned a lot from it, but like, it's definitely just his personality to like try Mm -hmm. things and all that. But I think you're, I think right now you're in a great spot. Like, I feel like you didn't, at least recently it's, you haven't for, for a while. It's not been like, okay, I'm going to give up this for how long it's just like, I'm going to do this. If there's a special occasion, I'll enjoy it, and then we get back to it. Like, And that, I feel like, is mm-hmm. working well for you. Yeah, I've chosen more of a lifestyle habit as opposed to just... Yeah, because then it, like, it just is like a binge at the end of any diet, you know, no matter right. how much progress. And I've been the same way. It's like, at the end of it, you're like, great, let's go get in and out because we did so well. Mm-hmm. And I know you were talking about stretching. Oh, yeah, I... I feel like one of my biggest regrets is just, yeah, again, on the same vein, like not sticking to something. Like I went through a period of time, I probably lost like 10 pounds and was just like on it. I was working out every morning. I just really had my routine and I don't know. I I, I mean, discipline is something I absolutely need to work on in every year of my life, but I just didn't stick with it, and um, I wish this year, especially, I just would have more so prioritized, like, my posture, my flexibility, like, things like that, not just, like, losing weight, but um, like just, like, health, health on know. the inside of my, of everything, not just, like, my stomach or my gut, but, like, my bones, my everything, so, um, yeah, I, I wish I would have done that, but... Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Okay. Next one we have here is transitioning Kennedy to a big girl bed. Oh my gosh, she was not ready. Yeah. Just not ready. And that kind of happened with potty training too. Like we just kind of were like, okay, I think we should because other kids do. And it's like every kid is so different and she is still in a crib and is thriving and it's like the best. She just was not ready. She would get up a million times. She um, 
was not like, I mean, she's three, was two at the time, like just turned three. And so it was just like a little early, but I have siblings who's, who like freshly two were in a big kid bed and they did great. So like, you just never know, but we, that was like such a sleep depriving season Mm -hmm. because she would just, I mean, come in the middle of the night and it was the most petrifying thing. Like waking up to a little face in front of yours at 3am. Um, and the reason though for that is so when we moved we thought that moving would be the the right time to then transition mm-hmm. kennedy from you know a crib to a bed and then evan would take over the crib and so we kind of had this plan that Rome in place situation yeah yeah and it was you know based on where we were moving and the setup there and so when we tried that though it was just so kennedy moved beds, we moved houses, we introduced a, a sleep clock that changes colors so that she would learn, okay, now I can get up, now I can't. And I think, you know, within that too, there was we were probably potty training at the same time. So there was like a lot of different changes going on. Mm-hmm. And we, th- we, you know, we were thinking, oh, this might just be a good time to add this in. And looking back on it, it was just way too much for her to, to handle and to process and so it was probably a couple months two or three months that we tried this routine and she just started getting crabbier and and finally earlier and we just finally realized like she's not sleeping well and it's and and so we kind of started backtracking yeah through you know what happened and so we slowly you know then we we wound it back. We put her back in the crib. We moved Evan out of the room into her own room. And then we just started with the clock. It's like, okay, you're going to stay in the crib. Mm-hmm. We'll teach you the clock. And so really, I think the lesson we learned is with kids, you know, not overloading them. And especially with change, at least for Kennedy, you know, she's got to take bite-sized pieces. Let's handle Mm-hmm. you know one thing at a time and then we can start to add more and and so i think yeah. you know she understands the clock now she's doing great with that and actually that'll this will lead into our next mm-hmm. our next point as well is evan um mm-hmm. sleep training evan is another regret we had because i think through the transition and, and kind of all this we had gotten into the habit of giving evan a bottle in the middle of the night or yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of like one. And it was like somewhat easy for us probably until I got pregnant. Cause like then it sort of Seth was like the only one getting up <laughs> for a long time mm-hmm. and still is like, so that was just, we, we, it was like, it was just easier. It was like more, um, it was less stressful and it was easier, more convenient for us mm-hmm. to, give her a bottle if she woke up and was crying for more than like two minutes we were like okay let's just give her something um and we did that but she's so old like she's literally what 14 months old and so it it was like we never really we no we did sleep train her in my parents house and it was fine it was great and then we went to california and that ruined everything okay because she ended up sleeping like in a pack and play out in the living room because there weren't enough rooms. And so when we came back from there, 
that was when we were like, okay, we'll just, we did the easy thing and not really, tr- not because it was easier. We just were like, let's just do this. It's working. Mm-hmm. And then kind of kept saying like, all right, we'll sleep train, we'll sleep train. But we just kind of didn't. And then it wasn't until probably a couple weeks ago that we were like, we're done. We need sleep. You need sleep. Like mm-hmm. we get, she's too old. She's more than fine. Like we cannot keep getting up in the middle of the night. And yeah. um, it's been, it's been a little rough, but she's finally, I'm pretty sure she's going through like a sleep regression too or something, but um, she's finally getting it. I feel like. And, yeah. and I think because she's, you know, now f- over one, like yeah. it's taking her longer Totally, like I we think kind of we fed kind of the monster, it. and now yeah. it's like if I'm not getting my bottles, yeah. I'm she's gonna throw really upset. Yeah. And so it's but taken again, a lot. She is so fine and probably could do without. <laughs> like, oh, it's good for her to not have a bottle in the middle of the night. Like, she does not need it. And so it is. Yeah, we kind of like made it harder on ourselves because she's so much older, and I do wish we would have done that a lot earlier. Right. So. Sometimes the easy way isn't always the best way. I guess that's the... Yeah. Um, let's see, next one. Time intentionality with the kids. Mm. And so I guess a couple of thoughts with that one is, like, looking back on the year, you know, we always look at our growth. How did we grow over the year? But, you know, having kids now, that's something that we're still trying to... Yeah. ...to learn and, and learn to look at. But, like how did our kids grow this year and what's the fruit of their, you know, and granted a year for them is maybe half of their life at this point. And Mm -hmm. so it's just like, what, what memories did we help them create? What experiences did we provide them? They develop like, yeah. And so when we look back on that, you know, I, I think it's, that's, that's, that can be a hard one. Um, cause sometimes when you think about the ins and outs of the, of a regular day, it can seem so monotonous. Yeah. And I and feel like, sorry, I thought you were done. No, you're good. And, and so it's like, that's why, you know, trips like to Coronado, like those are, those are experiences that I know Kennedy still talks about and remembers. Literally. She remembers the beach. Yeah. And so those are things that we, we value and appreciate and, mm-hmm. But obviously you can't live life like that every single day. And so yeah. it's like the the intentional moments in a, in regular every day-to-day life, mm-hmm. what are we doing in those moments to develop her and teach her? Mm-hmm. And I think when we think back to those, you know, it's that's when I question, oh, did, did I do enough to, yeah. did I spend enough time with my kids? And it, not just time, but quality time. That's, mm-hmm. I guess that's what we're getting at. And I don't want all of her, like, it's like, it's easy to go to the beach for a month and mm-hmm. we're not having to do as much work because it's a stimulating, exciting, fun thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if we go to Disney for a week, we're not having to do so much and she's going to remember it and have so much fun. But it's like, I think we, both of us working from home, can be tough because it's like mommy and daddy do need to work, but we also do have somewhat of the freedom to pour into you, to teach you to um, like, we don't send her to daycare. We don't have a babysitter. We don't have a nanny. And so it's a hard balance. And I think we definitely 
give ourselves grace because we need to, um, cause it can be tough. But I do think like when it comes to like her memories or the, like it takes definitely extra intentionality and work on our end at home, not just when we're traveling or not when it's like super fun and exciting, but like to, you know, pour into her and to raise her, like to give her eye contact, to discipline her. Like, I think when we look back, it's like, okay. And I'm sure every parent could say the same, maybe not. But when we look back, it's like, okay, I, I want to just pay more attention to her. Like Mm -hmm. these are such formative years. Like they're so, so stinking important. And that's all like that matters most is my intentional time with her that matters so much and will pay dividends and so yeah I think that's one thing that I look back at least and I'm like I really gotta do a better job this year not we're by no means neglecting her whatsoever we're always around and I think that's the thing that can be hard is like we're next to her but it's like I want you know, even if I am working or something like setting boundaries and being able to set, you know, specific times where we're pouring into her or I don't know, working through something or playing with her or whatever that looks like at her age. But yeah. Mm. What's the, uh, it's not even a statistic, but something you said this year that really stuck with me was, like you only get 18 summers with your kid mm-hmm. or well yeah it, it, it's not it was not my quote right but, but it, it, was it was something, something that you i heard, heard. That passed on. yeah you mentioned to me and just you know by 18 they're not obligated to come back home well yeah legally but then whether they go off to further education or get a job or you know some people choose to move out you know you're not guaranteed, and even those 18 years, I guess, aren't, you know, nothing's no. guaranteed, and so it's like, you know, just having that kind of mentality as well to say, like, 18 sounds like such a small number, and it's... And it's like she's three, like... Yeah, like we've used know. three of those 18 summers. Okay, now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> um, next one giving and so uh, I can touch on this one you know something that and you know we're just again just being transparent here but something that we strive to do or try to do every year is to give more than we did the previous year Mm -hmm. and I think something you know we haven't done our, our end of the year books yet but knowing where we're at we didn't give more this year than we did last year and Sometimes that can be a hard metric to track as well, but yeah, like our, you know, yeah, it just, it depends. I feel like some of our, a lot of our giving is like, oh, let's, I don't know, pay for this or give this to somebody or something. So it is a little bit more difficult, right? but I do. And it's not like we're, um, it's not like it's, it usually happens naturally. So like every year at the end of the year, we're like, oh, let's compare. It's not like, oh, let's make sure. So we like meet our quota. Mm -hmm. It typically happens naturally. And looking back on this past year, 
it I don't think it happened naturally, yeah. but we increased financially, and so that is where we're like, mm. mm-hmm. that's not our favorite thing. Right. And it, again, that ties into some of the financial stuff we talked about earlier. Like it was definitely more of a, a heavy spending year. Mm-hmm. There were big expenses this year, even though some of those we brought on ourselves and, you know, choices that we made that weren't quite, ne- you know, they they wouldn't be considered necessities by any means. But but because of the way we spent and it, the things we prioritized, we sacrificed. Being able to give more. And being able to give more and that's not something we want so right okay the next one is not getting a babysitter asap when we moved <laughs> that's something we definitely still haven't done that we would love to do i will say it's it's just tough if you're a parent you know um it's hard to oh man i feel for the babysitter too exactly it's like My children are (laughs) (laughs) unique and wonderfully made, but I just, yeah, it's like to, to find someone who number one has, you know, the time or the freedom and flexibility. Like so far, yeah, we've kind of been asking my sister, but it's like, who's free, uh, on like a Tuesday evening, you know, I don't know. And there are people clearly, but we just haven't really been intentional about that but it really like it is a struggle to get get date nights on the calendar and that's right a problem yeah okay next one is me not getting work systems in place for organizations so i am probably like one of the least organized people i know (laughs) and i work for myself so that's really a bad combo and i i i had my sister who was life-changing very very helpful but she's got a life she's got big goals and dreams and time-wise it just you know after a while I was like okay I'm essentially holding you back so um that was a blessing but it, and it kind of opened my eyes to like okay I do need help right um which I'm fully aware of but I I think that's something this next year that I would love to prioritize just because it's just you know, I need someone who can be like, you need to do this immediately and can be stern and like someone that I, I don't know. I just need help in those areas. Um, so yeah, that's something I regret because I think a lot of this year was like stressful mentally because I was not organized and it was hard to meet deadlines and like that could have been avoided easily. Mm-hmm. It's all on me. But yeah, I would love to do that in 2023 for sure. Yeah. And I think that kind of ties into another point for me. It's just accountability. Like I regret not having more accountability than I do. Mm-hmm. And that, I know we've talked about that in some of our episodes, but just having someone who can be a brother's keeper or brother or sister and just... Um, My sister's keeper. <clears throat> yeah, but really just someone who challenges you to do the things that you say you're going to do mm-hmm. and will keep up with you and right and, you know, kind of walk with you through tough seasons or, you know, you know whatever you're going through, someone who's going to stick with you and also. See, that's surprising to me. I feel like you did have accountability this year. I feel like I you had some, like a few like, people that like, I don't know, I feel like you were always 
not like growing, but I feel like you did have people like you tapped into the people that like know you and, and people have invested in you. I don't know. It's not to say that I didn't have any accountability. It's just you I'm, I'm seeing more. the importance of accountability. Yeah. And I think I could use more accountability. Mm. And so, and again, that, you know, it takes, that takes someone who's willing to, to do that with you and, mm-hmm. And that can be a big commitment sometimes as well for the other person. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I, I kind of regret is not getting more accountability. And on the other side, me not being more transparent, I guess. Because, it, you know, part of that, I think, would fall on me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the the person who's seeking being held accountable. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, if you want accountability in some area, you've got to at some point if you're struggling with it, bring it up to them because you might have a yeah. It's a only as good of, as you make it right. You might have a system of check-in, but maybe you need something more frequently, and so maybe maybe yeah. that is my issue. I don't not quite sure there. Huh? <laughs> yes, we have one more, and the last one would be that we did not get plugged in anywhere, and that sounds like a very um, like spiritual religious word, but we. By plugged in, we mean like literally anywhere, not a gym, not like, I mean, we did find a church that we really, really love, really, really love. And we're so thankful for it. We just finished like the members class and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I'd say we're off to a good start for the new year. But looking back, like I genuinely, I mean, I think both of us, like we do not know people outside of family that don't have to do with like work or anything like we don't have any couple friends really like we which is not a necessity um and I stand firm in that we do like if we didn't have any community I would say that would be probably not a healthy thing but like we do have uh, we have a ton of family and just mm-hmm. wonderful friendships within the family and whatever but I do think we kind of wished just in the community and in, um, I don't know, like lots of areas we might have. Our neighborhood, our church. Yeah. Um, having like our kids said, even like to have friends outside of right. their cousins, which again, it's such a blessing and a gift to have so many cousins. So like, I, I don't feel like a, such a lack, but I feel like it would have, I'm excited for this year to like plug in in different ways um, to like grow our community, our close knit community. Cause I do think it, mm-hmm. it benefits to have people outside of your family and we have friends and stuff, but none of them live here. Like my best friend lives in Toledo, Ohio, and I don't ever see her um, outside of my family. So yeah, that's the other one that I feel like we somewhat regret. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, sorry that was probably a little longer winded than expected. And slightly depressing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but but again, it is what it is. These you are, guys can yeah can use that as fuel and learn something from that. If not, we just wanted to share. <laughs> yeah. Like why we're just reflecting. I don't know. These are conversations we've had that we get to have with you. That's exciting. But anyway, I yeah, it's like looking back on the year. It is. 
I hope it helps you guys to like know us a little bit better. I was talking to a friend the other day that was like, oh my gosh, we're in the same situation financially. Like where did all of our money go? Like whatever. So I feel like, you know, people are, are in similar boats and just don't necessarily always talk about it. And so like always, we just want to be as real as possible and let you guys know that we absolutely did don't not have, have a perfect year. We don't have it all together. Means, yeah. Not even close, my goodness. Um, and we're so, so, yeah. The yeah. goal is progression, not perfection. perfection. Even though Ted we Lasso, were what was that? Perfection. What, what did you say on Ted Lasso? I you have don't. No idea. Oh my gosh. It was like. Ted Lasso had so many. I know, but it was that specific thing. It was like, per, maybe it was progression, not perfection or something. It was that phrase, but just unique. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. We hope, I don't know, it either helped you or entertained you. I don't know, but um, I don't know. It, I'm glad we got to be open with you and what? <laughs> You're rambling. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening again. Happy New Year to Happy everyone. Happy New Year. And yes. um, yeah, let's kick this new year off right. Yes. yes. But again, I'm Seth. And I'm Jackie. This is Never TMI, and we are signing off. Peace out.